Welcome to the Seattle Mariners Baseball Podcast. Great to have you with us. Uh, uh, the Mariners take two or three from the Milwaukee Brewers. And since they don't play the Brewers very often, I mean, when am I going to get a chance to play this song again? So there you go. I hope you enjoyed the Brewers theme song from a long, long time ago. Nice series for the Mariners. We have a lot to talk about with that series as the M's get set to take on the Houston Astros starting tonight. Mariners with a tremendous series from J.P. Crawford, Malik Smith as well. A lot going well offensively in the month of June for the Mariners. They continue to be one of the best teams on offense in the month of June in baseball. So just a really great series all the way around. We're going to dive into the highlights. Also, Bob Euchre is going to be by. We had a chance to catch up with Bob Euchre in Milwaukee. Just a great conversation. That comes up in a few minutes. Chris Prieto as well. One of the great coaches on the Mariners coaching staff, and he gives always gives us some great insight, so he's going to be by Shannon Dreyer, a chance to catch up with him. So a very fun podcast coming up. Now let's get to the first game of this series where the Mariners really exploded offensively. Daniel Vogelback again. He just absolutely mashed a home run. Pitch to Vogelback, swung on, hit high and deep to right field. Plenty of carry, looking up, Yelich. Goodbye, home run, Daniel Vogelback, a two-run bomb, and man, did he hit the daylights out of that ball. <laughs> My goodness gracious for Vogie. Home run number 19, RBIs 45 and 46, and the Mariners have a 4-1 lead. 8-3 to three would be the final in game one of the series. Another nice offensive day for the Mariners. Game two of the series, this one really belonged to J.P. Crawford on both sides of the ball. The headliner tonight delivers, swinging a ground ball up the side of the mound, up the middle, diving stop, Crawford. He's got it, gets up, throws the first in time to Rob Arcia. Holy smokes! What a play by shortstop J.P. Crawford. Way to his left with a sliding dive, and he gets up so quickly, stays low. He's able to stop that slide, fire to first, in time to Rob Arcia. What a play by J.P. One away for Milwaukee. The stretch and the pitch to Crawford. Swing and a fly ball deep to right field. Yelich going back on the run, and this one is going to be off the fence. Here comes Gordon on to score from third. Crawford rounding second, heading for third. Up with the ball, Yelich. The throw-in is cut off by Perez. And in at third, standing up with a two-out RBI triple, goes J.P. Crawford. Already his second run batted in tonight. A double and a triple for Crawford. The stretch by Jeffries, and there goes Malik. Pitch on the way, swinging a line shot down the left field line. It's going to drop in a base hit. Smith heading for third, takes his helmet off. Ronnie third being waved in. Up with the ball, Braun. The throw home is cut off by Moustakis. Malik Smith off to the races, scores all the way from first base on a double down the left field line by J.P. Crawford. The Mariners lead the Brewers 4-2 for Crawford. His third hit, his third extra base hit, his second double, and his third run batted in tonight. Man, it's fun watching these kids run the bases. 4-2, Mariners lead here in the top half of the ninth. And Crawford in June since returning from the I.L., how about batting 358, a 426 on base percentage, hitting for power, eight extra base hits, including five doubles. He has scored nine runs. He's walked seven times. 
I mean, he is doing everything. Stolen base, solid at shortstop, just all the way around. He has been magnificent. Here's what he had to say after game two of the series, just another phenomenal game. Um, I mean, he gets the game going with a with a triple, you know. It's always a good time, you know. Starting off the game like that makes you want to go up and hit. And, you know, him getting on base is electrifying <laughs> stuff. You know, it's fun, and you want to hit after him. Does it feel like he's always on base when you get up? It seems like it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So it makes my makes my drive a lot easier. It's just the, the, the extra base hits that you've been just kind of racking up right now. What are you doing at the plate that's just the I'm just trying to be on time and, you know, not miss my pitch and just try to hit the ball back up the middle. Just keep it simple, you know, not trying to think too much, just let the hands work. Any doubt Alex is going to score on that double late there? Um, I know. i seen him stealing, so once I I seen it was fair, I thought he had a very, really good chance. How important was it to get the runs uh, early? Uh, I mean, it's always a good time to get runs whenever you can, and you got to capitalize on that. And I think our whole team did a very good job today of, you know, manufacturing runs and putting putting together good A-Bs. And they're putting together a ton of good A-Bs. I mean, Crawford especially, he just looks phenomenal right now for the Mariners as they continue to uh, play well. They take two out of three from the Brewers and now face a big challenge against the Houston Astros. Game three, Goes to the Brew Crew. Hater comes in to finish it off. Not where you want to be, down a couple runs where he stepped onto the mound in the eighth. Pitched the final two to pitch the Brewers to a win, 4-2 to two yesterday. So the Brewers salvage the finale. Now Mariners in Houston tonight for the first of three. 5-10 first pitch from Houston. Opener, Tommy Malone against Wade Miley. And then, I mean, in a three-game series, this is a bad draw. Justin Verlander coming up. Saturday, tomorrow, 5-15, first pitch, and then Garrett Cole on Sunday, 11-10, first pitch. Kikuchi against Verlander Saturday, Gonzalez against Cole on Sunday. And then, it's kind of hard to believe, but this is the final road trip before the All-Star break. Mariners return home. We'll talk more about that next week, and then, uh, then the All-Star break. So, there you go. So we're going to get some good stuff as the Mariners take on the Astros tonight. Right now, Bob Eucher, one of the best there's ever been. The 0-1 pitch. Swings, and there it is! A base hit in the right center. He's got it. 3,000 for Robin. The lineup in his first offering. Just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. Uh, I think you under you recognize that voice. Welcome back to the pregame show. Time now for the Emerald Queen Casino Roundtable. Shannon Dreyer joined by Rick Riz, Dave Sims, and star of stage, screen, and most importantly, baseball, the one, the only, the great Bob Euchre. Bob, thank you so much oh, for joining Oh, are you kidding? Us. You get a gift? Yeah. Yes, you do? I think what Gary has a couple of Our baseballs right there. Undying thanks. <laughs> the big thank you. Undying thanks, yeah. A Laurel and Hardy no, handshake. Yeah. Laurel and Hardy handshake, yeah. That's my time. Yeah, you're right. Bob, we have so enjoyed you over the years in just so many different mediums, if you look at it. But the most important is baseball. And to see the Milwaukee Brewers having a good season right mm-hmm. now, what are you enjoying coming to the ballpark every well, day? Well, you know pretty much that I'm still alive. <laughs> uh, that would be number one. Yeah. And then, uh, <laughs> no, the the club, they had a good year last year. And, uh, you know, one of those almost years where they went to the World Series. 
and uh, pretty much the um, the standards uh, are pretty much the same as they were a year ago. And that goes from, uh, you know, the manager, Craig Council, to the team and ownership uh, and the fan base here in Milwaukee. Things have been going pretty well. And um, it's a long season. We all know that. And I think sometimes fans get to a, a panic mode when, you know, things aren't going right and uh, it's only June and you're not playing the way you should be playing and people get a little upset. Um but it's a long, long way to go, and and uh, I think when when it comes down to you know the final month of the season, I think the Brewers will be around there. They'll be in there again, and and rightfully so. They got a good young club, and they've got a guy playing in right field who's um, I got to tell you one of the he's one of the best guys that I've ever seen play. Wow! And um, amazingly, what he's done hitting wise. And what he does personality-wise, he's hmm. never, he's never a I guy. You know, he's one of those we guys. Everything he does, it's we. And I'm talking about Christian Yelich, last year's MVP, and he's got a shot at it again this year. Mm-hmm. He's, he's playing the same way he did a year ago. And the deal that they made with Miami to, you know, to pick up a guy like Christian Yelich, how many times do you make deals that don't turn out like that, or even close to that? But with him and uh, Moustakas, Lorenzo Kane, who came from Kansas City, mm-hmm. a couple of guys who uh, were there for their championship seasons. Um, so, you know, the, the, the mixture of veteran guys like that and then the youngsters that you have in the minor leagues and guys that you hope are going to, you know, be a big part or contribute to, to what they're trying to do here, um, that's, that's the whole part of it. But I... I enjoy coming to the ballpark every day. I don't do as many road trips as I did before, uh, just like I did when I was a player. They didn't want me on the road either. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but, uh, but I, I've cut back on some of the road trips. Uh, but other than that, I'm on, you know I'm here every day and yeah, make some of the short trips St. Louis and Pittsburgh and yeah, places like that. You also get to enjoy a little bit of your summer. Oh yeah, yeah. no, I, well it hasn't been a summer here yet, but yeah. <laughs> Hopefully it's on the way. Yeah, it's June and we just hit fifty. So yeah, it's, yeah, it's really, really good day really to lay out. It up. Yeah, put a bunch of lard on and lay out. There you go. One of the greatest things ever happened to the city of Milwaukee and to baseball is Bob Euchre. You grew up here. You grew up here. Yeah, I did. You played for the Milwaukee Braves. Mm-hmm. You played with Hank Aaron and against some of the greatest stars in the history of the game of baseball. You've been broadcasting here for a long, long time since yeah. I think day one of the franchise what's that been like for you to play for the milwaukee braves to broadcast all this time for the brewers and you're still doing it and making the hall of fame well i'm i'm sad to say there's still some people living that saw me play that's bad um uh, other than that guy, Kevin, yeah, okay thank you i, I, saw, you I saw you play you too okay. you, had a, you had a great okay. career that is that okay. uh, but no, I, you know, I've been able to do a lot of different things. And with the ownership at that time, Bud Selig, um, who allowed me to go and do the Belvedere show and yeah, right. the other stuff that I did where I had to leave the team for a week or so. Um, I mean, had he not done that, I think I may have gone someplace else. Really? I, only because I wanted to do other things. I wanted yeah. to do some stuff that, you know, I considered fun, that I thought would be fun to do. Um, but the playing part of it, you know, Rick, and I've known you guys for a long, long time. And, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, 
your former partner, uh, um, Dave Niehaus, who's, yeah. you know, was one of my closest friends. Love him. And um, when you lose people like that, that that sits with you too. Yeah. I mean, the Ask fact him. that you've been around a long time, and then Enberg, Dick Enberg, and Don Drysdale, you know, yeah. guys that I was with for a long, long time. But I I enjoy coming here every day. I really do. I enjoy coming here because you're here. You guys are here, right, Seattle? So I get to see you. And all of you, I, I, that's that's a part of it, too. It, it, yeah. It's not all about what happens here. I, I, I'm born and raised in Milwaukee. I was lucky enough to play for the Braves here. I was the only guy. I was the first native Milwaukee ever to play for the Braves. Mm. First wow. native Milwaukee ever be sent to the minor leagues by the Braves. <laughs> uh, put that in there, too. Uh, but, but all of that stuff, all of that stuff, uh, all the Tonight Shows, I, I could go do a Tonight Show. I would take a plane out there at night and then fly a red eye back. Wow. Uh, to be here for the game the next yeah. day. Johnny so, loved you. Although, yeah, I had a good time there, too, yeah. because I wasn't looking for anything. I was just on there to have a good time. I, I was not promoting anything. I was there to have a good time, and I always did. He treated me great. And all, all those shows that I did, I, and I'm that not bragging great. about it. It was just what no, I did. Yeah. Great it was just what it. I did. I, Bob, I had a lot of fun doing it. Let me ask you this. I was touched when I read and heard that the player said, you got to come down to this celebration or we're bringing it up to the post. I <laughs> thought that was the coolest thing. That's what thing. they did. Uh, yes, I did go down there. And the, the bad thing was they did it twice to me, and I didn't have change of clothes. <laughs> so I had a ride home on the airplane soaked in beer and wine. And I think some of the guys dumped some other stuff on me, too. <laughs> I don't want to talk about that. But, um, that was no, great. it was. And then the real shocker was when they voted me a full share. Yes, sir. Of, yeah. I, I was shocked. I oh really was. Gosh. And that went to Wounded Warriors and Cancer Good and you, Boys Bob. and Girls Clubs nice. here. But, I mean, to do that, it's the first time something like that's ever happened. Yeah. So they, they treat me like I'm one of them, which... I consider really good. That's right. I mean, you're uh, old enough to be what their great grandfather, right? <laughs> yeah, I've known their kids and their grandkids, <laughs> right? Yes. Uh-huh. Um, I've, this is going to be my this is my 49th year here, beautiful. and that's awesome. My 64th year in that's baseball, beautiful. you know. So that's it's beautiful. it's fun, and I still have a good time doing it. I'm not going to hang around if I don't think I'm capable of doing there it. You I'm go. not. Yeah. I'm not going to embarrass myself, or I'm not. I'm not going to embarrass the team. For one, right. I would never do that, but. To still be able to, you know, come here and do this stuff every day. And, well, I gotta um, tell you, it was a thrill when I joined you and Rick downstairs. <laughs> oh, you had, that was story. that was that was air, some of it was arable, but it was high quality <laughs> comedy and great storytelling. It was outstanding. I I I mean, this is what's fun for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. when I see you guys, now I haven't seen you guys in a long time. Right. I see you in spring training, right? Right. right. But I mean, regular season. What is it? How long ago? Was it? Two Almost two sixteen. Yeah. 16 oh, was the last time. Seattle. last time we saw you. 2011. Yeah, right. we've been here. Right. So, I mean, I I get a kick out of that, too. I it, it's, yeah. it's not only you guys. I get a kick out of it, too, mm-hmm. to see you guys again. Yeah. Um, that for me and the, I tell you, the elevator operator used to have in Seattle. Kalen Campbell. Kalen Campbell. Hi, Mr. Euchre. Hi, Mr. Euchre. <laughs> uh, 
I always asked him if he's training falcons. He had his arm in a sling for years. <laughs> uh, yeah, for years. For years. <laughs> when did you start training falcons? <laughs> That's a great line. We are visiting with a great Bob Euchre here on the round table. And Bob, you talked about stories that you were telling down on the field that Dave said some were arable. Yeah. But when it comes to telling the baseball stories and your job once the game begins, what's your approach in, in telling the stories? Well, I'll I tell you. For one thing, I'm not very good with a computer. I'm not. And I, I have to do the games my way, the way that I've done them for what seems like forever. And I tell stories, I, I, depending on what the game is. I don't, I don't mess around if we have a good game going, yeah. whether we're winning or losing. A good game, I don't, I don't do that. But if it's a kind of a tough game or once in a while, I, I can have fun by telling stories. And, and I played, as I said before, I know how bad it is to lose 10 in a row. I know how it is to go in the clubhouse and have the writers come in there each and every day when you're not going good. I know how that is. So I can, I can, I can sympathize with players and it, it's not an easy job. It's not an easy job. And, and I'm, I'm trying not to be negative ever. I don't ever want to be negative. I don't care what happens. I, I can always find something good in a game. And I try to do that. That's, that's what I try to do. And I, I, I'm friends with a lot of these guys. Um, I take them out on days off. We go fishing out on Lake Michigan. And wow. we're, we're just, you know, it, it really is for me, when you get to a certain age, when you get to a certain age um, and, you know, you're starting to make the turn, um, it's a little different. Yeah. And especially if you've been around the game for as long as I have and seen all the changes that have a taken lot. place. Yeah. In baseball, You've seen a in lot. deference to what it was years ago, yeah, with bet. all these guys flipping bats and stuff like that, that wouldn't have happened during the time oh, I played. No. That was Sandy would not have liked that. No, I like uh, guarantee Gibson. you, Mr. You got yeah. that right, Mr. Gibby. Yeah, Gibby, Bob. I caught that guy many times, and I know exactly how he would have operated. Yeah, mm. so it's it's, but it's still a great game. You know, I love yeah. I love the game. I do, and and we have great ownership here, um, Mark Atanasio, who has done wonders for the city and for the team. Um, so all of that stuff matters. You know, that's all part of what, what brings, me, brings yeah. me back all the time, right? I got you. Um, I, I do. I love the game. I really do love the game, and, and I, I'm glad. You know what? If I ever had a good year, I would have never had stuff to talk about. <laughs> I, there were a couple of times I got off to a good start. I had to lay down. I did. I, did. I had to go into a slump by myself. You know, those things were going too good. Bob, we got about a minute left. Yeah. You wrote a book. I read it many, many years ago called <laughs> Catcher in the Rye, W-R-Y. Yeah. It's one of the greatest baseball books ever. Great stories. Funny. I read it in about a day, I think. But what inspired you to write the book toward the end of your career, at the end of your baseball career, and tell those wonderful stories like you've been doing for years? Uh, money. <laughs> no, 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 I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Mickey Herskowitz was a writer. I didn't, he came up with the idea of doing the book. I didn't. I had no idea whatsoever of doing a book, but he did, and we did it, and it, it turned out to be okay. You know, it was, okay. it was true. It was really it was true great. stories, and... Um, I, I think back sometimes to some of the guys, including myself, who uh, who I talked about in that book. I mean, it was it was. Um, <laughs> it was when I think back about some of the guys, you yeah. know, during my time that yeah. I played with, and I was with Cardinals, Braves twice because they yeah. didn't think I was as bad the first time around. <laughs> so I went back there, <laughs> Phillies, Cardinals, 
And I oh, mean, with St. Louis, we won the world's championship in 1964. I never forget that one because they they asked me to do them a real favor, and everywhere I could really help the club. And they wanted to bring up another player, and uh, I agreed to let them inject me with hepatitis. Uh, uh, so that that I'm was at that. that was really good. Yeah, that was really good. Well, you, you also shagged fly balls during the World Series with a tuba. I did that too. Tuba, that was two hundred and sixty dollars because yeah. I didn't catch them all. Yeah. Uh, a couple hit the rim. <laughs> yeah, that was that was Roger Craig's idea. Roger Craig. No way. Yeah, they Is had three Dixieland. They had three Dixieland bands on the field, and Roger during batting practice. You. It was always, why don't you, you do, do it? <laughs> it was never, never anybody else. You, you said, why don't you yes. do this? You know what? Hey, this plane's flight. Why don't you jump out? <laughs> but that's that's how that happened. Yeah, and then I uh, I put it on and I went what the heck. I might as well try to catch one or two. So, yeah, why not? It didn't turn out. It's a good. big glove. Yeah, it was. Yeah, you're right. I wish I'd have had that with Necro. <laughs> That's well, right. Yeah, yeah. You had, you were his catcher. I know. I had twenty-seven pass balls with him. Yeah. Still a major league record, which I'm very pitches. proud of. Yeah. It stood up through all this time. Should have used the tuba. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I could have. Oh, yeah. I could have caught. I know. That's what I'm saying. I could have caught him then. Uh, yeah. Bob, it no, is such great. a pleasure to uh, have you. Oh, thank here you today. guys. Thank you so yeah, much. You, Microphone is always open for oh, you. Oh no, no problem. <laughs> right. Thank you guys. Now it's Shannon Dreyer with Chris Prieto. Shannon Dreyer in the dugout catching up with third base and outfield coach Chris Prieto. And this is a first for you. I know that going into the National League parks different for most, but you probably don't have that many parks on your list left to cross on. No, this is one of them for sure. It's a beautiful ballpark. I'm enjoying everything so far. A lot of learning going on in your current team right now and a lot of fun to watch. All of a sudden we see a little bit of a turnaround with some performances that I know there's, it didn't happen all of a sudden. There's a lot of work, but I really want to talk about your, your center fielder and your now right fielder. Let's start with Santana. He just looks like a different player in right field. Yeah, he looks um, uh, comfortable. Uh, one thing that I that I want to say about him is that his his pregame routine has, has, has gotten really good. The guy puts in a lot of work pregame uh in the first group uh during bp and 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 i'm watching him getting reads and and uh i I really think that that 10 15 minute period is really starting to help him and pay pay off for him it's hilarious because we talked to malix on the last road trip and he said routine and pregame routine is everything for him i'm like well what is that he's like well i go out in the outfield and i catch baseballs for about eight to ten minutes and that didn't sound like much but that actually is yeah you know what i i actually like that time with him i, I have an opportunity to talk to him maybe about the, the the game before some things that i saw um and, and yeah it's just a, it, for me like hitting those line drives to him just making everything really hard really fast uh has a tendency to maybe slow slow the ball down a little bit for him and, and, and so far it, it seems to to be working but I, again i give malix all the credit the guy comes out here every day working hard he also has a great pregame routine and uh you know those those guys are getting better themselves uh by just working hard each day and taking it serious so all right let's go back to domingo who's getting interviewed right now of course they're familiar with him here so the outfield will be familiar for him yeah. too which is is a factor as well he made two terrific plays two days ago and one on a ball at the wall of one going toward the line are those plays that you expect to see from him? You know, uh, I, yeah, I mean, I, my, my expectations for the outfielders, I, I think they can make, you know, every play, every, anytime the ball gets hit. And, and I know they feel the same way. And so, you know, 
the, the the fact that he he moved over and and I I do think he was starting to get more confident the last seven eight games in left field before the move actually happened and then it just kind of propelled into a, a lot of confidence just being back in right field and knowing the position uh, but yeah I mean I expect them to make every play they expect themselves to make every play uh, we all know that's not going to happen but uh, you know we set the bar high. We talked about just so many of the struggles that Domingo had in left, and that was kind of what we talked about so much. But what are the positives with him on defense? What can he do defensively? He he, he can he makes the routine play, uh, and, and you've seen it more more and more each day. But um, he's got a good throwing arm, uh, and, and he's actually shown that more in right field than he has in left uh, since he moved over. And each day he's getting better and better, uh, being uh, right-handed and having the glove on his on his. And I've said this before. Uh, but having the glove on his left hand and the and the line in right field to, on his glove hand that really helps him make those forehand plays. Really, the, everything's going that way, and so it's just an easier play for him to make. And uh, that, I think that's what makes him so comfortable in right field. You get Alex back to kind of where he has been before. What do you want to do to build on that? He's still young. Yeah, he's young. I mean, that's the thing. Coaching at this level, you you, you can't let up. Don't don't assume. Um, you know, these guys. Ha- have everything figured out they they have to learn they want to learn um so every day i've got a little book we work write things down and and uh he is a sponge the guy the guy really wants to learn and and get better and and that's why he does the things he does every day coming out early have you seen the little book that he keeps he, he, he also has a book. It's a pitcher tendencies book, and we also talk about that, the, ba- the base running game. That's a, that's a whole other another, uh, subject, but, you know, he, he takes pride in all the little things, and, and I expect him to continue to grow in this game. What else do you guys think that you can do as far as the base running goes? We're seeing things, you know, we've seen some bogey scoring from second. It seems like finally it's been talked about a lot, but you want to put that pressure on. And you have the ability to do that now. Yeah, we want to stay aggressive, but at the same time we want to, we don't want to make outs on the bases. And I think we're, we've done a pretty good job of trying to take the extra base um, and, and not make outs on the bases so that our hitters can hit um, and, and not give up those outs. So, you know, there's a give and take there. Sometimes you can get too over aggressive and, and you, and you may make an out, and sometimes you you may pull back when you should have maybe ta- uh, ta- you know taken advantage of, of an opportunity. But I think there's been a good balance to make sure that our hitters are hitting. So it's been good. And a lot can be learned this year in that. Yeah, oh, no doubt. And this is where you're going to try it out, Chris. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Shannon. <laughs> no, thank you. No, thank you. <laughs>